0: It is now time for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. Let's get things started today with a look at that weather command forecast. Today, mostly cloudy, highs 30 to 35, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, patchy fog after midnight, lows around 20. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the southeast after midnight. Saturday, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, south winds up to 10 miles per hour. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 25, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Sunday, mostly cloudy. Highs around 50. Southeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Sunday night, mostly cloudy. Lows around 30. Monday and Monday night. Mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain. Highs 50 to 55. Lows around 35. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain. Highs 50 to 55. Tuesday night and Wednesday, partly cloudy. Lows 30 to 35. Highs around 60. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy. Lows 35 to 40. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a 20% Chance of rain, highs 55 to 60. Coming up on Montana at Noon, this week is National Volunteer Week, and in Fort Benton, the Community Improvement Association had many dedicated volunteers. And recently, the Federal Housing Administration put out a draft update for feedback on mortgage insurance requirements. Those stories and more, plus wheat prices, when we return to Montana at Noon. Let's have a look at today's news. This past Monday, eight members of the Montana Auctioneers Association spent a day at the state capitol in Helena. Two of those auctioneers were Blaine and Shane Ophus from Big Sandy. At 1 p.m. Monday, the Montana Senate was called into session and the auctioneers were able to auction off four flags that had been flown over the capitol. Two Montana flags and two United States flags. According to Shane Ophus, the money raised was donated to Legislative Committee Secretary Jack Roscoe. He worked at the legislature as a committee secretary. Then he got hurt in a snowboarding accident and was just about completely a quadriplegic. He's since regained some of the use of one hand, but he's back doing his job as a committee secretary. The Senate was anxious to do something to to benefit him. He recently uh, took a driving test, and he'll be able to re- get a vehicle and, and drive on his own. All the money, of course, has gone to the Jack. Uh, Roscoe, you know, all of his medical bills and to get him a vehicle that he can drive himself. Auctioneer Shane Office and the auctioneers appreciated being able to spend the day at the state capitol, saying it was a great day for a great cause. This week is National Volunteer Week, and in Fort Benton, the Community Improvement Association had many dedicated volunteers. Board member Henry Schnackenberg provides a brief history of the organization. The Fort Benton Community Improvement Association was together in 1957. We're a 501c3. And basically, it was a community grassroots effort uh, by Jack Lepley to start preserving some of the Fort Benton landmark. Schnackenberg tells us what historical attractions in Fort Benton, the Community Improvement Association, is responsible for their upkeep. To this day, we're still responsible for the maintenance and upkeep of a number of items here in Fort Benton. The Shep Memorial, the Shep gravesite up by the depot, Baker House, the oldest residence in Montana, Lewis and Clark Memorial, the Fort Benton Community Improvement Association takes care of the keelboat Mandan on the levee. This spring and summer they are in phase two of that restoration project. A lame deer man convicted of sexually abusing a woman on the Northern Cheyenne Indian Reservation in 2022 was sentenced on Thursday to 11 years and eight months in prison to be followed by five years of supervised release. U.S. Attorney Jesse Laslovich said James Cale Allen, 29, pleaded guilty in December of 2022 to aggravated sexual abuse. U.S. District Judge Susan P. Waters presided. In court documents, the government alleged that in June of 2022, Allen was drinking alcohol in a Lame Deer residence and became angry with the victim. Allen first slapped and punched the victim and then sexually assaulted her while she was telling him no. The U.S. Attorney's Office prosecuted the case, which was investigated by the FBI. University of Montana biologist Mark Grimes is a part of a scientific team that recently used artificial intelligence to understand how protein groups in lung cancer cells regulate cell division and metabolism. When speaking about how the team is using AI to research cancer, Grimes explained, we used machine learning algorithms to detect patterns in data that are difficult to see because our human brains are not all that great at seeing patterns in large spreadsheets. This work may lead to a greater understanding of lung cancer vulnerabilities vulnerabilities and future anti-cancer therapies. The winter and spring of 2023 is proving to be tenacious, with roughly 30 inches of ice remaining in some areas on Fort Peck Reservoir, and nighttime temps in the single digits well into April. It begs the question, what's happening with the walleye spawn operation on Fort Peck this year? In most years, FWP fishery crews start setting traps in early April. Traps are set to collect walleye that are beginning the spawning process. While day length plays a role in walleye spawning activity, water temperature is the most important influencer in triggering the spawning process. Mother Nature dictates when fishery crews can start, and it has varied through the years. April 22, 2018 is the latest date on record that crews were able to set traps. Since 1937, there have been four years on Fort Peck when the ice didn't go off until May. The latest recorded ice off was May 9, 1950. Recently, the Federal Housing Administration put out a draft update for feedback on mortgage insurance requirements for single-family homes with accessory dwelling units. The proposal would give additional flexibility for calculating market rent, as well as using accessory dwelling units' income as a qualification for Federal Housing Administration financing. If adopted, more borrowers could qualify for Federal Housing Administration financing, including loans for renovation. Accessory dwelling units are small units for housing in side attached to or sharing property with a primary residence. Currently, rental income from accessory dwelling units is not allowed in a borrower's qualifying income. The full proposals can be found online at the Federal Housing Administration's Single Family Housing Drafting Table webpage. Feedback will be accepted on this draft policy through Thursday, April 27th. Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson partnered with the Drug Enforcement Administration's Rocky Mountain Field Division to host a family summit, supporting those who have lost loved ones due to drug poisoning and overdose. Twelve families took part in the summit to discuss the drug epidemic's effect on communities. It also gave leaders the chance to become aware of the necessities for those communities regarding prevention, education, treatment, and enforcement efforts. Leaders included narcotics officers, prosecutors, and prevention and advocacy experts an update on the Montana opioid settlement was discussed, as well as ways to increase fentanyl danger awareness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, cited nearly 108,000 people, have died in the U.S. by drug poisoning in 2021, with a majority of those resulting from synthetic opioids like fentanyl. If you'd like more information on help with substance abuse or mental illness, check out the DEA's Recovery Resources webpage. Here are your wheat prices for today. Hill County winter wheat is selling for $8.18 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.24 per bushel. In Blaine County, winter wheat is selling for $8.08 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.19 per bushel. In Liberty County, winter wheat is selling for $8.23 per bushel, while spring wheat is selling for $8.24 per bushel. In Shoto County, winter wheat is selling for $8 dollars and 18 cents per bushel while spring wheat is selling for eight dollars and 24 cents per bushel in Phillips County winter wheat is selling for eight dollars and three cents per bushel while spring wheat is selling for eight dollars and fourteen cents per bushel let's take a look at funeral notices Geraldine May Lenhard, 97, passed away at Sweet Memorial Nursing Home in Chinook, Montana on April 14, 2023. A funeral service will be held on April 22, 2023 at 2 p.m. at the American Lutheran Church in Chinook, Montana. Margaret Hustis, 97, passed away due to natural causes at her residence on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. Cremation has taken place and private family graveside services will be held at a later date. A celebration of Margaret's life is scheduled for 12 p.m. on Wednesday, April 26, 2023 at Fifth Avenue Christian Church. Her family has suggested memorial donations be made in her memory to Fifth Avenue Christian Church or the charity of the donor's choice. Please visit Margaret's online memorial page to send a card or leave a message of condolence for her family at www.hollandbonine.com. Margaret Marge Speedy Gonzalez Christensen, 97, a longtime Haver resident passed away March 26, 2023, in Missoula, Montana. Cremation has taken place and a memorial service will be held Friday, May 19, 2023, at St. Jude Thaddeus Church at 11 a.m. Please visit Marge's online memorial page to send a card or leave a message of condolence for her family at www.hollandbonine.com. Dorelda N. Stevens, 94, passed away due to natural causes at the Northern Montana Care Center on Friday, December 9th, 2022. Private family graveside services were held in December, and a memorial service to celebrate Dorelda's life will be held at 2 p.m. on Saturday, April 22nd, 2023, at the Haver Assembly of God Church. Please visit Dorelda's online memorial page to send a card or leave a message of condolence for her family at www.hollandbonnet.com nine dot com Now, let's get a final recap of that weather command forecast. Today, mostly cloudy, highs 30 to 35, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, patchy fog after midnight, lows around 20, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the southeast after midnight. Saturday, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, south winds up to 10 miles per hour. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 25, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Sunday, mostly cloudy, highs around 50, southeast winds winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, lows around 30. Monday and Monday night, mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of rain, highs 50 to 55, lows around 35. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a 30% chance of rain, highs 50 to 55. Tuesday night and Wednesday, partly cloudy, lows 30 to 35, highs around 60. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, lows 35 to 40. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain, highs 55 to 60. And that'll do it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Eric Gray. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com.